We got a new subscriber, boys. Kick off the show here. <laughs> We're in green. Welcome to another edition of the Mafia Cast. Thank you for joining us a little bit early today. Got some uh, some family plans tonight. My daughter from Florida and granddaughter in her town, so we're gonna gonna go have some family fun, play some games, probably have a drink or two, because that's what we do as a family. <laughs> How are you guys right. doing? Family time. That's what it's all about. There I had go. some this uh, past couple of days, but we got together for a funeral and stuff like that. So not the funnest time, but we make the best of it. <laughs> Family always makes you drink. That's all I can right. say. Yeah. <laughs> One way or another, that is very yeah. true. Um, you say that it reminds and the me. Bills. Let's several call. several years ago, my wife's, um, I believe, great grandfather passed away, and his big thing was beer battered pancakes. Hmm. Ooh. Interesting. So yeah, after after the funeral in the morning, the whole family came back to to my house, and we made beer pancakes. How were they? <laughs> I gotta know. I mean, they tasted like pancakes. Really? <laughs> I got no, pretty good. no beer flavor whatsoever. Ooh, no, no. Mike, come <laughs> over this weekend. We'll try it. <laughs> All right. <laughs> we know how it works out. <laughs> yeah. Always hey, today there. we're gonna talk something a little bit different. In the past several weeks, we've been talking about the NFL draft, who we're gonna take in the first round, who we're not gonna take. Should we trade back up, down, whatever? We're gonna take a break from all that. Um, we don't even, the draft isn't here yet. We've still got two more weeks till that kicks off. So we'll probably be talking a little bit about it next week. But for today, we want to talk about all time greats in Bill's history. Uh, today, we're going to kind of talk about some of the skill position players. So I'm working on a piece right now where I'm basically putting together the all time greatest Buffalo Bills team voted on by the fans themselves and not my opinion or the opinion of analysts or or scouts or anything like that, just voted on by the fans. So we've got through the skill position players and um, learned, a, learned a few new names along the way. But let's start off with, I think, is the easier choice. Maybe not. The four options that we had, though, were Jim Kelly, Joe Ferguson, uh, Jack Kemp, and Josh Allen, which I just realized all started with Jay. <laughs> So, so going forward, when the Bills draft a quarterback, when it's time to do to do this again, they better draft somebody whose name starts with a J. Otherwise, we're gonna have 17 years of sadness again. <laughs> there you go. Yep. <laughs> Nothing like 17 so, years of sadness. Oh. <laughs> or a childhood. Same thing for me. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, adult early adult years for me, but uh, yeah, we don't want to go through all that again. So between those four, though, um, I know you guys probably barely remember Jim Kelly. You know who Jack Kemp is, all right? We know of him. <laughs> right. Okay. Uh, I don't know if I ever watched the Kelly game either, but tape, highlights, <laughs> you know, that kind of thing. Well, yeah, and that's where I am with Jack Kemp. I've watched some of his games on, like, YouTube, which is kind of cool that you can go back and do that. Obviously, the quality's not the best, but, you know, you can still yeah. kind of see what's going on. Um, the biggest debate came down between, obviously, Kelly and Allen. And there was the debate on one side for Kelly was like, well, he's a Hall of Famer. Um, yeah, and and Josh really hasn't done anything other than some great statistical years, um, no Super Bowl appearances, this that. But I want to hear where you guys kind of fall in that uh, that thought process as far as who you think or believe is the best of the two. Let's start with Casey. I think it comes down to personal preference. What your personal definition of uh, Best means, I mean, like you said, Jim Kelly, he went to four straight Super Bowls. He owned a bunch of passing records for the Bills, but he never won those Super Bowls. So if he won one, I don't think it'd be a question. You know, he, he 
he would be he'd be king until Josh wins one. He would never be, I feel like, considered as good as Jim Kelly. But if we're gonna go on wins are not a quarterback stat, <laughs> and which I don't think they are. So that leaves you to just go by the numbers as to what they've produced on the field. And I understand that it was different eras, but if Jim Kelly, I mean, if since Jim Kelly had all these Hall of Famers around him, Thurman Thomas, Andre Reed, represent the shirt. Um, nice. Could he have maybe? I mean, even with the K gun and the hurry up offense, could he have even put? Could he have put up better numbers? I mean, maybe. I like Mike said. I didn't get to watch the Jim Kelly era live. You know, I had to go back and watch it on YouTube. But Josh. And, so comparing that to Josh Allen numbers wise on the field, I mean Josh blows him out of the water. I mean, how many records does Josh hold already after five seasons in the in the league? You know, and after the first two seasons where he was mediocre at bat. Well, first season he was awful, second season he was mediocre, <laughs> then third season he explodes. So yeah. if you're just going purely by stats, what's on the field, what they've produced on the field, I think it's Josh Allen. And I under like I said, I understand the two different sides just because of the eras, but I think just putting them head to head, I think it's Josh Allen. He's more talented. What do you think, Mike? I see both sides of that. So, you know, I mean, obviously Kelly four Super Bowls. We haven't been there yet, Um, but I I mean, you're gonna have to help me out here. So how long did it take him to actually get to a Super Bowl playing for the Bills? It's a good question. I'd say about five years, right? He right. was drafted in he was drafted in 1983. He was part of that Dan Marino right. uh, class of 83, right? Uh, but he went to the USFL, played for the Houston Gamblers for two seasons. So he didn't actually join the Bills until the 85 season. And then 1990 was their first Super Bowl. So it took him, yeah, five years. Right, okay. So, I mean, Josh, he's got, you know, time. Got to get to the Super Bowl. If he could do that, it definitely puts him right there. But, yeah, I mean, we're talking all time or – I mean, is this all-time team play now, or does it play then? You know, like you said, the league's a little different now, uh, different era. Um, I, I got to go with Josh, though, because I just I know him better. Um, yeah. And maybe he's just more recent in my head. and But, man, he's, he's putting up numbers. He's breaking records. Um, and, and he doesn't have maybe that uh, – that talent around him that Kelly might have, you know, maybe we're not quite right there yet. Um, right. Yeah. And that's definitely a, a valid point there too. Cause you're talking like James Lofton, hall of famer, Andre Reed, hall of famer, Thurman Thomas, hall of famer. Uh, one of the best offensive lines in football at the time. Um, I think I've mentioned this before, but Steve Tasker mentioned that uh, they have one of the best offensive lines at the time, because in the whole league, there was like five guys offensive line that were over 300 pounds and three of them belonged to the bills. So this was obviously back in an era when 300-pound men did not rule the league like they do today, right? Uh, also, there's two different ways to look at this. I think from a, um, I guess, mental perspective, like understanding defenses and understanding uh, route concepts and things like that, I do think Kelly is the better of the two. Um, and I'm not saying that Allen's not good at it because he is, but I think Kelly – that was his thing. That's where he excelled at was knowing how to dissect a defense. And I think Allen's getting there. Uh, I think next last season kind of showed me a little bit like, okay, he's not quite there yet uh, in that terms. But to your point, Casey, like physically gifted, there's nobody better in Bill's history than Allen. Like you, you could almost claim that in NFL history, honestly, like gifted wise, there's nobody that's been better. If he can put it all together though, talking about Josh Allen, Sky's the limit, and I think you know this team is going to get some Super Bowls behind that. But um, the poll—I don't know the exact numbers—but Allen actually came out on top uh, over Kelly in, in the polls that I ran a couple weeks ago to determine this. So Josh Allen is on the all-time Bills teams voted on by the fans, <laughs> and um, Kelly gets an honorable mention, I suppose. Uh, so, Jack Kemp was number three, yeah. and then Joe Ferguson was kind of left in the dust. Right. I would really like to see the demographic on that on those or on that poll and just to see like who like what age group voted yeah. what you know just to see if your age the people that saw Jim and Josh if they saw who they saw both what their opinions are about because I understand what you meant Jim is better intellectually Josh is better physically 
So I'm, it, I'm curious to see if everybody who voted for Josh, there was just a lot more votes because they're all my age and we didn't get to see Jim, or if there was a bunch of guys that did get to see both. They're like, okay, I can actually compare the two, and I can see that, all right, Jim was better at this point in time, or Josh is already better than Jim was as a yeah, player. I, and Jim had the cannon arm too. Like, don't don't get me wrong. And, and it's f- interesting and it's fun to watch Josh on the way he plays because his style of play, the the – demeanor that he brings to the field the i'm gonna run you over and i don't give a crap mentality that's jim kelly to an it to you know spit an image very similar like they always talked about kelly and compared him to a linebacker playing quarterback that's just how he played the game was you know Physical. pardon my my words here but balls of the wall like that's how he yeah. played the game uh, he didn't have the physical skills that alan does to run over or people but he darn sure tried <laughs> tough not State everybody dog, yeah. can be 6'5", 250 and <laughs> well, run that's like a where, deer. Yeah. Yeah. And, I, and then you, I, you see the way that Kelly played the game and then the off-the-field battles that he went through with his son Hunter and then the, the, the cancer and everything, and that's where the term Kelly Tough comes from is he, that's just who he is. He was a tough-ass dude and just did not quit. And um, uh, I see a lot of Allen in, in that. So, Right. Now you Good. you talk about the you mentioned the dissecting the defense, which is like it could be a huge thing, you know, um, in that argument. So do you think it helps Kelly because he played in different systems, he played a different league uh, before he came to the belt, the Bills? Does that make him more of a well-rounded player? Um, is that something that you could see Josh lacking, or, or you know, he, can he stick you know, with us all the way? And can you see him picking up and in uh, and really, you know? really start picking them uh, apart. I don't know. It would have been interesting to see how Jim Kelly would have done if he played in the NFL for those first two seasons because with the Houston Gamblers, he was lighting up the league, and I believe they won a championship while he was there. In either his first right, or second okay. year. But he was lighting the league up like like he was a seasoned vet. It was The numbers were ridiculous. Um, he did not play like a rookie. But I wonder if that would have been true at the NFL level because back in those days, a rookie quarterback coming into the league, you didn't have guys coming in like you do now, like like Patrick Mahomes. Guys just don't step on the field and they just you know they're great. Yeah. It generally took them a few seasons to to you know kind of like with Josh Allen's a good example. It took him a few seasons to get things figured out. Jim Kelly well, that, just stepped on the field day one and and true. Just now Josh said is worried it. at a couple points. Well, yeah. and back in those days, I mean, that was kind of right around the time when they started sitting rookie quarterbacks, you know, for a first year or two. That's when, like when they would start doing the plan ahead and, okay, we got this older quarterback, you know, he like he's still good now, but give him one or two seasons and he might not be. So let's do like what the Packers tried doing with Jordan Love, you know, just start grooming him. Um, so maybe that's kind of what the USFL did to Jim Kelly. You know, it just it shook out like it it made that transition from college to the NFL just easier. Yeah. Could very well. Very well. Speaking right. of quarterbacks, uh, I hope you guys are ready for this question. I just, just kind of came to me a couple of days ago. I don't know what I was reading up on, but I, I thought about the t- talking about the quarterbacks and um, some of the quarterbacks that we've had or went through during the drought years. So I'm going to start with Casey on this one. Who Give me the name of any drought quarterback not named uh, Drew Bledsoe or Fitzpatrick. Name me a quarterback that you thought coming into the league or coming into the team that they might be the guy. that Okay, I feel like this is the one. This guy's going to get turned around for us. This is going to happen. Who, who would that be for you? EJ Manuel. <laughs> I was so excited. When the like I was watching him in college, like that was right around the time when I was just getting old enough, I could really understand the game of football, and apparently I didn't. Um, <laughs> but like when I like I could really start paying attention, understanding like what's going on, what these like scouts and the um, commentators and analysts are all looking at, like as to what they think is a good player. And EJ Manuel checked every physical box. You know, he was big, strong, had a cannon arm. Uh, he was. At like before the draft, I mean, like the year before he was drafted, he was touted as the number one quarterback coming out of the draft that year. And he was the number one quarterback coming out of the draft that year, but he got picked at 16. And that, I mean, that really 
show something. And I, when he fell that far, I was like, oh, my God. I was like, we just got, like, a diamond in the rough. You know, all these guys are passing on him. And I was all for it until I saw him play that first year. And I was like, this, I was so <laughs> wrong. I was so, so wrong. And, I mean, he never worked out. I was glad they at least gave him a chance. I mean, just as like a childhood thing, you know, it was cool to see somebody who I was like, yeah, this is the guy. And even though it didn't work out, it was cool to just feel like I was right a little bit at the yeah. time. How about you, yeah. Mike? Yeah, um, yeah I, let me, I, uh, yeah, go let me ahead. chime in really quick on, on EJ. Uh, <laughs> when they drafted him, because I remember the draft, and it, that quarterback class kind of reminds me of the quarterback class we had last year where there just wasn't a true fire first rounder and everybody was talking about all these guys are going to fall out of the first round. And uh, I remember Buffalo, I, th- I believe they traded up into the first round to get him. If I remember correctly, somebody in the comments, maybe you can correct me on it if I'm wrong, but, and I remember thinking like, Oh no. Cause I remember I watched him at Florida state and I was not happy. I was like this. No, uh-uh. that was no <laughs> Go ahead, Mike. <laughs> All right, so well, like you're you're saying like he was the 16th pick. You think he got a steal? You, you really liked him? I'm not gonna like. Uh, and you're talking about his size and the boxes he checks, but I'm I'm not like I'm gonna I'm just going based off you know games I've watched, games I've seen these guys play for the Bills, and um, like EJ Manuel makes me think of like like Tyrod because ever since Michael Vick, I feel like I really liked a mobile quarterback. Obviously, he wasn't quite the answer, um, but I'm gonna go. <laughs> I'm going to go back further than that, and I'm going to go with Flutie because when he showed up, the, this all the hype that was around him, and it and it just, like I said, I'm going off pure emotions now, and now it's so, you know, you wanted him to be that guy, I think. So I, so I got to go with Flutie uh, with that. You know, he had the flakes going on and all this, and it was just, <laughs> it was just I a had, really, it, a it was a, it was a really, really, really good thing. Uh, not as good as it could have been though. <laughs> obviously <laughs> <laughs> i you know i was not a fluty fan yeah. myself um i certainly didn't follow the game it, like you know the game within the game and uh, like i yeah. do today but right right um when and this actually is not my answer but you bringing this up and when they traded for rob johnson and i was gonna say I, him next. i was excited about that like i this is cool i i like this guy and he played well, I felt like. And I think he got, personally, I think he got kind of a, a bum deal. But with Flutie, he actually came to the team before, well, Johnson too, for that matter. They both came to the team before the, the drought started. In fact, they were the last two mm-hmm. starting quarterbacks that you know uh, for, for Bill's playoff team. Uh, Johnson started the season off, gotten injured, and then – Flutie comes in there and Flutie's, you know, killing it. They went, went 10 games and, uh, <laughs> and then they brought Johnson back in there. See, yeah. A lot Thanks, of John. people feel that way. Oh, you took it down. I'll put it back up. Yeah. I like that. Doug would have won that Super Bowl. <laughs> There's a lot of people that, that believe that, but it, and for me though, if you go back and you watch that playoff game, when, when Johnson played and I remember him running around on the field, lost his shoes, socks flopping around in the wind, <laughs> And he did enough to win that game. All right. The refs cost us that game on a fluky forward lateral. (laughs) I will go to my grave believing that was a forward lateral. Oh, man. But uh, I ultimately neither one worked out. Wade Phillips was his job as a result of it. Uh, What a fiasco that whole thing was. Could you imagine, though? I I think about this all the time. Imagine what Twitter would have been like back in those days. Yeah. Dude. Oh, my God. Well, imagine. Think about that question when Jim Kelly refused to go to the Bills when he yeah. was drafted. I'm like, I doubt it probably would have ended up the way it did. You know, it, with all the public backlash he would have got, he probably he would have been sit on it in Buffalo. Like, I no, I'm not coming there. You're gonna treat me like this because just because I don't want to go there yet. Yeah, I'm not gonna come at all now. Oh, Bills fans would have hated him. Oh, exactly. Poor him. Oh, I, I'm sure there's some people that still probably hold that against him. To be honest, but yeah. Uh, and here he is. He's a Buffalo native, still living there, and and, and huge part of the team and, and involved. This is another name I'm going to throw up here. It's in the comments again. This one's not my choice, but J.P. Losman. This one's near dear to my heart. This is. I was, 
yeah, this I is like my AP. child. This is my childhood. <laughs> play, I, I, he, he was my original answer to that question was because it was, that was pure childhood nostalgia where he's the first quarterback I really remember watching. And then I remember when we got Trent Edwards and JP snaps his leg in half. And I, I hated Trent Edwards the next season because they chose to start him over JP Lawson. I was so mad I was like, he's good. He's better than Trent Edwards. I was like seven saying this. But I, <laughs> there was just something about J.P. Lossman to uh, Lee Evans and Eric Moulds and Roscoe Parrish. All, like, that was, like, that was it. I thought we were, like, the best team going. And then I'd get on Madden and I'd be like, oh, we're 3-13. and 13. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I, want, I want to throw well, one okay, more let's, out let's there. Be, Madden has never been kind to Bills as no. far as those ratings goes. No. no. Not till recently. Not till yeah, not yeah. till recently. Thank yeah. you, Josh Allen. <laughs> I'm going to throw one one more name out there. Obviously, not on the uh, all-time list, but someone I felt that was going to save us, and that's when Kyle Orton stepped I- up. <laughs> He just just showed a little bit of hope, and I wanted the storybook. Man, he's just going to come in and make it happen to us. us, And it just, yeah. He was (laughs) awesome. He was was definitely having a couple that day, maybe. (laughs) He's probably my favorite quarterback from the drought era. Overall, I would say that he was was just the most fun. He He wasn't here very long. No, but he was the most real dude. Like, he just, like, he went in there, he's like, I don't care. He's like, I'm going to go out here and win. If we, if we lose, Got nothing like, to lose. I'm sorry. He's like, I'm sorry. Like yeah. we, I suck. Like, what do you want from me? Like else? I suck. I own it. That's me. You know, he was just, a, he was just a real dude. Like he never tried to be too much or do something he could, or like be something he wasn't, you know, would he try to make the hero play? Yeah. But that's what you got to do it as a quarterback sometimes. And sometimes yeah. it works and sometimes it doesn't work. Right. He also didn't have the world's best team around him either, but damn, he made it fun. A lot of fun. I never lose yeah, hope. He, I thought we had it. Dude, me yeah, too. I wonder with some of these guys, because I feel like some of them did have some talent. J.P. Lossman, I think Trent Edwards, he was on an upward tra- trajectory until he got his, you know, you know what knocked out of him. Um, I really think that changed his career for it the was, worst. He was Definitely. never the yeah. same. Yeah, because I, I, we were even 5-0, and oh, I believe. Yep. When that happened, and then it was just downhill from then. We finished that season six and ten. Yeah. I won't ever. I thought we were going to win it all undefeated <laughs> that year. I was like, "Let's go! It's finally our time. This yeah. this is over." And then we won one game. We're still waiting. <laughs> one more after that. So waiting. <laughs> here's the one for me. Now, I'm going to preface this with saying I understand. And accept the fact that I am an internal optimist. Like I always see optimism, um, even going into this this current season with this current Bills. I know there's a lot of negativity out there. A lot of people feel like you know we're we're this we're that whatever. But there's a guy 2013 signed with the Bills as an undrafted rookie free agent. Casey's thinking about it. <laughs> Hold on, it's here before I graduated high school. I'm going through the Rolodex. All right, <laughs> Mike. Any thoughts of who who I might be thinking about? There's thoughts, but it's not it. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm Jeff Tool. There you Lewis. go. There you go. Jeff, Jeff Tool. I knew it. I, was, I, was gonna say, I know <laughs> no, I'm going to get roasted for this because he was not good. <laughs> it's Tool time, baby. But I, yeah, he, he, the name, the the nickname. I just, I don't know. I when they named him as uh, part of the on the roster. Uh, who was oh competing with EJ Manuel because yeah, that was the year that Manuel was drafted. I just had this feeling like this he's going to make a story. This is going to be like a storybook kind of kind of deal. Right. right. Uh, I looked up some stuff. He got his first start was November third of that same year, which was a loss to of all teams Casey. <laughs> of course. Um, and then he was released in 2014 at the end of the preseason. That was the 2014. That's the year when Buffalo released all of their backup quarterbacks and when Kyle Orton was added to the team at shortly after that. So it's kind of funny how it, all of that just came back around yeah, on that yeah. conversation with Orton and, and, you know, and stuff. How funny. Yeah. Um, Orton saved the day. He did. Yeah. And then he didn't. It, it, that kind of, so going back to my earlier thought, some of the quarterbacks that we've had 
you kind of wonder like would things have been different under a different head coach or you know let's say McDermott have been the one that drafted EJ Manuel or Jeff Tool or any of these other quarterbacks that we're talking about would things be different or Brandon Bean if he was the one building the roster of course if Bean was the one building the roster we probably wouldn't have had any of those quarterbacks to begin with but <laughs> now you're talking uh, like scheme fit so who's the all-time coach now you got to find out players well, yeah, because, according to that oh we know who the all-time coach is right that's Marv <laughs> yeah yeah that's, gotta go that, Marv that's, now. Not, that's not up for consideration that just no, makes me no. want to pick all the older players though now <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean the thing about guys like Josh Rosen Goes into a you know a crappy situation. You think about guys who've gone. Uh, there's some teams like Chicago is always and Detroit is another one always considered like the place where quarterbacks go to die. Uh, Cleveland, Cleveland hasn't had a good quarterback. Jacksonville, Bernie Kosar was the last Browns quarterback that I can recall that was worth a shit. Oh, the darn, Jets, sorry. <laughs> the Jets. Yeah, you know, the I Jets. Mean, so yeah, it, it just it's kind of interesting to think about. Would Josh Rosen have been different had it been him instead of Josh Allen? No. Or or what I, if somebody no. else had drafted Josh Allen? Like, let's say, I don't know. Just if Cleveland took a team. Yeah. If Cleveland, Cleveland took him one. Would, I, would Allen be where he is today? Would Buffalo be where they are today? Or would Browns be the today's Buffalo? Buffalo would not. Buffalo obvi- <clears throat> yeah, obviously would not. Would Cleveland be well, Buffalo? But maybe though? Buffalo gets a different quarterback that does work out. I well, I think, I think the Bills and Buffalo were in the Bills and Buffalo. The Bills and Cleveland <laughs> were going to like whoever we didn't get between Baker and Josh Allen out of that draft. I thought we were gonna, like we were going to get the other one because it's the same kind of like same. Uh, we were looking for the same thing in a quarterback can play like kind of bigger can play in the elements, but. Josh Allen's work ethic is what made him so good. He's seen, he, he saw what he needed to work on every single year and got better at that specific thing every single year. Josh Rosen, and we heard all like all the terrible rumors about him, I, terrible, but all the rumors about him coming out of college about how he was lazy. Basically, he was a spoiled, rotten brat. Not a good you know, leader, yeah. Yeah, he, yeah. He, he had natural talent, but he wasn't going to work hard, work at it. He was like, yeah, I can do this kind of like Kyler Murray. The quarterback that they replace him with, only he's actually very good. You know, he's very talented, and he just can't stop playing COD. <laughs> would Ro- would Rosen work That's out? Why he runs around so much. I think so. He, he's- <laughs> for the for those who don't know what COD is, we're talking about Call of Duty. Yeah, Kyler, yeah. Kyler Murray is apparently that's his thing. <laughs> hey, they put it in his contract. They put right, it. Yeah. In his, that's yeah. That's crazy. That's when you know it's a problem. But like that is crazy. Would Rosen work out really anywhere? No, because that's work ethic. Would Josh work out anywhere? Yeah, probably because of his work work ethic, and he can make those the people around him better. Hell, he made Kelvin Benjamin look half okay for like three games. <laughs> yeah, but there, <clears throat> excuse me. There's a couple of other comments here in, in here. Uh, one of which is about um, some other Bills players, which I'll we'll get to that one here in a little bit that position player, but there's one I want to share. Daryl LaMonica, this is a good one. Um, I actually forgot about him, the Mad Bomber. Uh, he had his heyday, though, with, uh, if I remember correctly, the, the Raiders, if I'm thinking, because he started out with, with Buffalo. That was around the Jack Kemp era. He ended up going, I think, to the Raiders and did quite well for them, and that's where he got his yep. nickname, the Bad bom- Mad Bomber, um, because he kind of like – Josh Allen, he just wanted to launch the ball down the field. He's pretty good at it, too. That's right here. (laughs) Daryl, the mad bomber, the Monica, loved to throw the ball down the field. (laughs) (laughs) See, I do my homework. I know know my history. (laughs) No, it's not history. You were just there. (laughs) No, I'm not that old. I was there for the Kelly days, but... (laughs) Uh, So let's get into the next uh, position group here. Uh, this is the running backs, and this one is one that, you know, Thurman Thomas is one of my all-time favorite players, period. So I, I tend to get a little, I want to say excited when people debate all-time greats, not only Bills players, but all-time greats, period, because I believe that Thurman Thomas belongs at the top of that list because of what he did. Like, if he played in today's league, today's NFL, he would be considered right up there with the Christian McCaffrey's as the best in the, in the game. But even with our line, played, even with the line, yeah, because so? 
he played in an era when running backs weren't really known for catching the ball out of the backfield. They weren't really included in the passing game like they are today. He was before his time. I, and I've seen plays, highlights of him running out of the, like a fly route out of the backfield and over the shoulder and looking like a receiver. So, but there is another running back who I'm sorry we have to mention here because he is with the Bills and a lot of people do consider him one of the best, but O.J. Simpson. So if you're putting those two together, let's try to separate the off-the-field stuff as much as we can. But between those two, Simpson, because I didn't watch Simpson play. That was before my time. But I know the numbers. I know he was the first to uh, surpass 2,000 yards in a season. And at that time, they played 14-game seasons. So that's definitely an accomplishment. But both of these guys were before both of y'all's time. <laughs> so, well, about the time you started life, I suppose, with Thurman Thomas. But what do you guys think about these two? Or is there another running back that, that you are thinking of? Because I did have uh, Joe Cribbs was in the list, uh, Fred Jackson, LaShawn McCoy. Uh, I think McCoy could definitely make an argument for if he had played his career with Buffalo. I think he right, was on the tail right. end of his career. Mm-hmm. So I think that kind of excludes him a little bit. But um, what, what do you guys think? Any other names that, that pop out for you? Or Well, there's definitely a, a name that pops up, and that would be Fred Jackson. Now yeah. there's just lots of mafia love for him. Um, whether that, you know, relates to him being the greatest of all time. I mean, maybe one of the favorites, maybe not the most skilled or the best running back, but definitely another name in that conversation. He would definitely be on that team um, just because of his popularity and how much we, the city of Buffalo loves him. Yeah. I, I Pure talent, this is hard because OJ was probably honestly the better, the more pure runner of the two. But Thurman, you add in that pass catching ability, like you said, and that's where you start arguing the debt, like the eras again. You know, the 14 games versus 16 games, they started throwing it to the running backs before they did uh, with OJ. I would say it's OJ. If you're looking at it as a as a pure running back, I mean, right now, like in the NFL, I would say Nick Chubb and Derrick Henry are the two best pure running backs. You know, not pass catching, like satellite backs. I can do both. But as an actual runner, I think OJ, OJ is probably a little bit better, in my opinion, than Thurman Thomas. Roast me all. Offense. <laughs> roast me in the comments, boys. Let's see how, let's see right. how it goes. <laughs> And I don't know that you – I mean, you might get roasted by the people who just hate the guy. Um, but if you're looking, at, again, from a purely football perspective, I'm totally on board and, and can you know under, understand your, your mindset with, with OJ. Um, this is a good point. OJ was a whole offense. That, he played during the Joe Ferguson days. And I, don't, I don't think that was the only quarterback he had. But, um, yeah, he was all they had. They weren't a good team at, during, during those years. But I just feel like for what Thurman Thomas did for the Bills in that offense, like I, I don't think the K-Gun would be what it became without Thurman Thomas. No, absolutely not. I um, mean, there's no reason we can't take those Super Bowl team and just say that's the greatest Bills team of all time. <laughs> you could. <laughs> you could. We, there's the all-time sack leader on that team. You right. know, yep. Countless Hall of Famers. And yep. you, you could make that that's the greatest team of all time in the NFL to go to four straight Super Bowls with the exact same team. Yeah. Yeah. Here's one. Um, OJ Simpson averaged over hundred yards a game for the bills. Cookie Gilchrist is the number three greatest. We're going to talk about cookie here in a little bit. Uh, there's some interesting facts that I just learned about him, but um, Thurman Thomas, number two, honorable mentions go to LaShawn Willis McGahey, uh, Fred Jackson and Marshawn Lynch. I, I would Can't put Lynch higher on the list had he played with us during his heyday, but he didn't. Yeah. I wouldn't put Marshawn in this at all just he wasn't he was good but he wasn't anything incredible when he was with us he he wasn't the lynch that we know now until after he. you'd have to take LaShawn off that list too i wouldn't say so i wouldn't say that you would have to take LaShawn off that list he was the leading rusher in the league with us and like during his tenure there wasn't a single team that had more rushing yards than the bills I mean, he he surpassed ten thousand yards with us. He played half his career. He got four thousand of it with us. Wow. You know, so it doesn't seem like he, he was here. He, that. 
that long, did he, he play his entire career with us? No, but he played it half of it, and it was a big chunk. You know, it was a big chunk of his production came from Tyrod, and he was like one of our like satellite backs at he was a satellite back at the time. Yeah, he fumbled yeah, a couple it, times that I wasn't too happy about. Okay, so does Josh Allen. <laughs> yeah, but <laughs> here's here's another one for for OJ. Um, Josh gets know, a pass kind of, for me. <laughs> we He's appreciate getting better. That. GP. Yeah, you know it's one of the coolest things in with the Bills' history. Uh, what happened with OJ later in life is it, it's terrible, obviously. But the nicknames that the Bills had the juice and the offensive line referred to as the electric company that, that turned the juice on and, and things like that. It's kind of cool. Uh, we don't, we don't hear anything like that. Cool. With, you know, in, in today's. No, we have, t- we have Tony Romo say Josh, Allie and Allen. Yeah. That was you. Makes, well, makes me want to vomit. Whenever <laughs> I, hear I think one of my favorites that I've heard is Josh Stallion. See, that's a good one. That's no, a good one. How about, how about the Jaws shirt that says Josh? Yeah. <laughs> oh man. Good wow. shirt, bad nickname. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Here, here's one: uh, Gilchrist Simpson, Henry Travis, Travis Henry. Henry. Yeah. He might have done a little bit more if he could have laid off the the pipe. Uh, Willis <laughs> McGee, C.J. Spiller. I thought, man, I thought Spiller was going to be something oh, else. Dude, he was. Right, he's another like, one that spilled it. He spilled he it did. A few, <laughs> too many times for me. Uh, well, I mean, he just. <laughs> He was, he was like that start where they didn't re-sign running backs. Like that is right around the time when they just started shipping running backs off after their first four years because he truly did fall off. He had an electric first two years for Buffalo. Yeah. I mean, like kick returner, running like running back, like he could catch the ball. He was lightning fast. Yeah, but he just fell his, off the cliff. His rookie year, he was he was good, and there was high hope for him. He came out his sophomore year and he absolutely killed it. He averaged well over five yards per carry. Twelve hundred um, yards re- that season. I remember the very next season after that, I had the first pick in our fantasy football draft, and I was like, "Oh, I got CJ. I am taking." And I bombed it. I was like, "Oh, the worst first pick of my life to this date is the worst." Oh, dude, <laughs> that is the worst. I feel so bad. <laughs> Uh, here's another one for McGahey. Um, this is interesting. I did not realize this. Willis is the eighth Bills rusher of all time in total mm. yards. Okay, I, I'm pretty sure that like Devin Singletary is number ten. So, well, that might the, be true. The Bills running back like all time list is very top heavy. Josh is up yeah. there. Yeah, Josh is like number <laughs> eight or number nine or eight right now. Like. It, it, Here's I the, understand. Here's the other Willis ones. was good. I loved Willis McGahee. I, I really LeSean did. Six, Marshawn fifteen. So Lashawn being six, is that his career numbers or just with the Bills? Buffalo. Josh is number ten. Yeah. See, Sam is all over it. Thank you, Sam. Thank you, Sam. He, he's he's giving us Thank some numbers Sam. to work with here. <laughs> <laughs> Make us sound like uh, we know what we're doing. Yeah. <laughs> so okay. Um, Fred Jackson KC, is third. From what I'm seeing. Yeah, I knew. I knew Jackson was up so there. So he is up there. I didn't realize he'd be up there that far. Yeah. I mean, you could definitely make time. a you can make a claim for him being right up there with the all time greats. But I after OJ and, and Thurman, those two are just so good. It's like a class. Hall of Famers, obviously. There's so, also a guy named uh Ray Carlton that yep. comes in just behind Shady and above Willis. Hmm. Uh, McGahee. So yeah. I mean, we've had some good backs. Kenneth Davis back. He, Kenneth Davis, I think, would have been right up there with some of the uh, – statistically, if he didn't play behind Thurman Thomas. Like, he – you know, when he, he was one of those guys that when he – Did he hide his game, helmet or something? No, that was Thurman. The players hit his helmet. It became right. a huge Super Bowl yeah, joke. It wasn't that. No. No. Let's not talk about that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so, McCoy's numbers are just with the Bills. So, sixth all time. Yeah, played could, four seasons with us, something like that. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, Makes um, sense. all right, About almost 4,000 yards, 3,800. All right, <clears throat> we, we've still got some other positions to go to. I'm going to skip over to the fullbacks because I do want to talk about Cookie Gocrest uh, before we run out of time because this was interesting to me. I, I've always known who Cookie Gocrest is, I've always known he's one of the better Bills 
backs. I did not realize he was listed as a fullback, though. But he was hmm. he carried the ball back in those days. He was the prime running back, but he was listed as a fullback. So it just kind of shows you, you know, the the how the league has changed, how position responsibilities have changed over the years, especially the running back. Like, you know, back in those days, the running back was was king. Like that was your whole team was around that. And then it started to kind of shift more towards, you know, the the quarterback and the passing game. And now we are here where we are today where it's, you know, it's a passing league as we all know. But um, so the poll that I did, Cookie actually won the poll for the top fullback. You guys got any other names? There's not a lot. There's there's Pete Metzelars. There's Keith McKellar. Um, Then the other one that I put on there, um, of course, our own Dawson Knox. As fullback? No, I'm sorry, fullback. I'm looking at the – Gilliam. Gilliam. That was another one I put up there. I – if Cookie was marked as fullback, then he's got to say hands down be the number right. one fullback. You know, I mean, he yeah. he clearly had the best numbers, and there hasn't really been a standout fullback since. So, well, yeah, if we you and I were talking about this before we went on the show, and Mike wasn't with us because he was too busy doing about a hundred miles an hour on the, the freeway trying to get home in time <laughs> for the show, but uh, uh. Some of the other fullbacks that we've had, Sam Gash, some people might remember from, I believe, the late 90s and early 2000s. He was a phenomenal, true fullback as far as in today's sense, like a true full, uh, sorry, blocking fullback. He was just fantastic at it. He would just bulldoze people. This is interesting. Jim Brown listed as a fullback as well. I do Jim Brown's that. widely considered one of the best ever. Um, so if you want to go best Bills fullback ever, I'm going to take Kyle Williams. Kyle Williams, Kyle Williams Bill's best, best fullback. I mean, that's 100% it. on touchdown conversions, baby. What more do you ask? That's playing on the hearts right. of the Bills fans there. There you Ooh. go. There you go. Uh, some other fullbacks that the Bills have had, uh, Larry Sanders, he played one season with us, so I didn't include him in the year in, in this in the, the poll. But he had 80 receptions as a fullback in his one season with Buffalo. Like That was wow. what he, he was known for was – Really That's good in the backfield. They listed him as a fullback, but so they could throw the other teams off. Yeah, <laughs> he's oh, really he's not, he's the ball. <laughs> yeah. He's just a blocker. <laughs> yeah. Uh, let's see. What's some of these other comments we got here? I'm Hello. not quite sure what that Hello means. From Brazil. Yeah, Thank that's awesome. Listening. That is super cool. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. Podcast worldwide. I love it. I love it. Go Bills. We've gone. We are no longer national. We are worldly. (laughs) I don't know what this one means. Um, I'm assuming maybe that's a nickname for someone. I think he was um, talking about the guy that you said was an absolute, like, bull Yes. Possibly. Either that or there's actually an earthquake happening right now where he's at. I don't know. I hope not. I don't know why it's so funny. (laughs) <laughs> no, that would definitely not be funny. Um, but so uh, we had Cookie Gilchrist winning that one. Another name that popped up on the fullbacks that I kind of got roasted a little bit for, not including initially, was Jim Braxton. Full disclosure, I never heard the name Jim Braxton before, but he was uh, O.J. Simpson's fullback. So I guess anytime you're lead, the lead blocker for a guy who runs for 2,000 yards in 14 games, there's probably yeah. something to – yeah, yeah. Right. Now there's yeah. there's people that will argue too that OJ was the best running back in the league, not only just for the Bills. Oh, absolutely. One of the best ever in the entire yeah, league. Ever. So yeah, right. Yeah. But you, and, a lot of them will say the same thing about Thurman Thomas, though. Right. But like you said, a guy blocking for him that that could help a lot. Absolutely. I mean, Kyle Uzcheck. Look at what he's able to do over in uh, San Francisco. You know, he can. He, he can catch, he can block, he can run. I mean, he he's he's a damn good football player. Would he be used in like his full ability back then? No, probably not. You know, so like you said, Paparon, just how the how the roles for that position has has changed just so wildly because yeah. it's not- gone from you carry the ball about fifty percent of the time with that running back, 
And then it went to, all right, now now you're blocking. Like it, fullbacks in the early 2000s was like a strictly blocking position. And the league really got away from it. And now you kind of see more being integrated more with us having Reggie Gilliam and um, the Ravens having Patrick Ricard and Kyle Juszczyk. You know, it's kind of coming back in to as more mm-hmm. of a – as a utility player, you got to be yeah, yeah. You have to be able to do all three. Of I those think it stuff. takes a really special, unique set of skills to be good at that position. Absolutely, uh, this day and age. Yeah, and yeah, but you're if almost you almost like a jack of all trades. Yeah, yeah, and that's what Gilliam is. You talk about great fullbacks. I start thinking like Mike Allstott in a league of yeah. his own. You just yeah. don't see that anymore. <laughs> and you never. And we never will again. The, right. the game will I never mean, come back to that. I wouldn't could, say never. But who never knows? Know. Yeah, it's kind of like with, I don't see the game slowing down like that. But that's a position yeah. I can see moving in either direction. You know, depending, you just got to get the right guy to fit in uh, with your scheme there. Absolutely. As Simpson remarks, most of his eleven thousand two hundred thirty-six career rushing yards were due to Braxton. Um, one of the things that I'm going to be doing this summer, as far as the writing part of it goes, is doing some pieces and focusing on more of the unknown players. This is why I like to do these polls because I learn about guys like Jim Braxton. I hadn't heard the name until I put that poll out yesterday. So it's, it's been kind of cool uh, to learn some new, new players and, and get a chance to, to kind of study them a little bit. Um, we're going to jump off track just a little bit here because I do want to answer the question here. How do you kids feel? <laughs> kids, I'm 47. I will take that. Thank you so much. Um, <laughs> about our head coaching doubling as the DC. Mike, I'll let you start with that. Doubling is the DC. Well, it doesn't hurt to try. I, it could be a lot on his plate, but he's a he's more of a defensive coach. I, I'm really interested and excited, and and I want to see I want to see what he does with it. So I, I'm totally on board with that. I think we're we're gonna learn a lot about. Just how good of a coach he truly is, because we saw Bill Belichick call defenses. You, he had a defensive coordinator, but he was calling that defense that for years, the entire Brady era, basically. Um, can it? So clearly, can it work? Yeah, absolutely, it can work, and you can run a dynasty doing that. But can it fall off tremendously? Like and Josh McDaniels and the Raiders. I mean. Did, do you guys think he's that great of a head coach and an offensive coordinator? Because I don't. I think he's a pretty good offensive coordinator, actually a very good offensive coordinator, but I don't think he's a great head coach. So I think we're going to – this season's we're really going to learn yeah. what McDermott is better at. Yeah, it'll be make or break, and and if he can make it happen, I mean, it'll, it'll speak volumes. A- absolutely, because, I mean, he – the, he got this job for being such a good defensive coordinator yeah. and taking the Panthers to the Super Bowl. I mean, he turned Josh Norman into the highest-paid corner ever at, at the time, ever. I mean, he he had Luke Geekly, Shaq Thompson, um, Julius Peppers. You know, these. I mean, it was a good defense. That yeah. was, it was a good defense, but Julius Peppers was on the at tail end of his career. Luke Keekley and Shaq Tom, Thompson were just starting out. You know, they were still kind of young. Keekley, yes, he was amazing, but he. You still need a coach, a co- coordinator, to still put you in the right position, and he was damn good at it. Yeah, I first of all, I want to address what you said about um, uh, oh. McDaniels. I don't even think he's that good of an offensive coordinator personally. I think Tom Brady made him uh, because after Brady left, that offense has not really been anything since then. So, But um, let me stop you real quick. That offense had nothing on it at the same time. True. After Brady left, they had a washed – yeah, he fills the spot on the roster. There's a reason why Bel- Belichick was shopping him. This is shopping him this spring. Yeah. Okay. Let's get back really quick to the, the, the fullback talk, because there's some comments I want to get to. The only team that still plays the best player at fullback is Navy, uh, which is very true which is probably why the fullback position as it was is no longer because watching any of the military academies play football is boring. And I'm sorry, I'm a former military guy, but it is boring. (laughs) It's like hand the ball off, hand the ball off, hand the ball off. Okay. Let's fake a throw, hand the ball off. (laughs) I love the Delaware wing tee. Like I, I, I remember being introduced to it in eighth grade and I was like, this is very confusing. And then once you start running it, it was really fun. But yes, once we I got to like watch our own games back on tape, I was like, this is so boring. 
it's all about trickery and where the ball is being handed yeah. off. But I mean, all right, there's two guys in the backfield. One of them is going to get it. Doing the same thing different ways. Yeah, it's all a bunch of smoke screens. Yeah. Yeah, it is. And and I guess for me, it drives me nuts because being so I live in you know the Boise area. So I watch Boise State football. Air Force is in their conference. I hate when they play Air Force because they can have like a really good run defense. But then they play Air Force and they give up 300 yards. But that's all they gave up is 300 yards. Like there's maybe 30 yards passing. So it really like, you know, I can't think of the word messes up the numbers. Shortens <laughs> makes, the game. Makes the run defense look bad when it's really not. It's just you can't. It's hard to prepare for that type of a game when there's only three schools in the whole country that use it. And that's Army, Air Force, and Navy. Um, and and we were watching a game. I can't remember who. It might have been actually the Air Force game. And I think one of my uh, girls had asked me, "Why do they run that offense still?" And I was like, "Well, because it's the Air Force Academy. It's the, any of the military academies. They can't just go out and recruit whoever." They get who comes to them, you know, and the, to sign up for the Air Force or sign up for the Navy, and they're all going through school to become officers. So they only get to pick from that talent group, which means they have to build the offense around what they've got, and that's you know, Make that's what simple. works for them. Yeah. Make it simple, and it's tradition. Yeah. You know, and, and like those schools are about tradition, and that that that's what that's the offense that they ran for years. You know, sixty, hundred years at this point now, so they're they're never going to change. No, they're not. And I do watch the Army Navy game because again, I am a military guy, so I got to root for my Army boys. But it's still boring <laughs> that I, particular game because there's a lot of uh, hoopla, a lot of yeah, hoopla. there's yeah, there's a lot that goes into that, and it, and the tradition is is rich with this game so that one's a big deal uh there's some other comments here this one explains what the earthquake nickname i figure it's an early william bill earthquake donald Earnhardt, fullback for the buffalo bills 69 and 70 hmm. that uh, i agree sam earthquake bill that is a sick nickname <laughs> that's is. cool that i like is. it <laughs> we I can like really it. use him today i think earthquake bill he might shake some things up maybe uh, <laughs> There's some other questions. This is cool. We're getting a lot of comments. We are, yeah. Um, no, we are not season ticket holders. So, if I don't know if you guys can talk to this, but I, I'm unsure. <laughs> I see. I don't really know. I've looked into getting season tickets, and to be honest, I should have got them about five years ago. I mean, before Josh, obviously, when they were cheap before Josh Allen got here. But I was talking to somebody. They were six hundred dollars. For yeah. for like in, to be in the hundreds, six hundred bucks for season tickets, and I almost did it, and I just decided not to. And not that I wouldn't be paying as much now as like I wouldn't be grandfathered into anything. But goddamn, I wish I did. Yeah, you know, How you know what I like. Be what I like that like groups of people do. Like we could get a group of like half a dozen people, and then you know you just alternate games, whether it's two seats between six people. And you just alternate, you know, you know, every other game or whatever, or every third game, you know, and uh, you all split them up and you all get to go to a bunch of games. That'd be awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Because you can't make Man. it to every game. Want to bet? I mean, you can. I was going to say, you know, there are people that want to bet. Happen. Yeah. I mean, it'd be that's... hard to stop me, but, <laughs> <laughs> you know. <laughs> Back on the fullback talk, um, I don't know how to pronounce it. Daba, Daba, maybe. Daba Fofana. Fofana. Navy fullback total stud plays cello. Brandon Bean making a bill in two years. <laughs> so I have a feeling Bean, well, like Andre Carter coming out of the draft this year, the edge. And like when the whole draft process started, he was regarded as like a mid to late first round pick. And he's fallen, like, as all the credit, like, basically credentials have come out about all the players and everything. Um, I don't see Bean ever really taking a service player. And it's and it's because of them having to fulfill that duty at some point. I think Bean's afraid of that because it's starting like sometimes they let the player go and like push off the duty until they're done with their um with their contract, or they make them go in right away. You know, and I don't think Bean would ever want to run that risk. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think we're gonna get too many more of the Roger Staubachs uh type stories in the in the NFL. Uh, no. Um, 
there's a couple other positions we actually wanted to get to today with the wide receivers and tight ends. I'm going to save those off because those are both conversations that are going to definitely go more than five minutes. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. um, especially the wide receiver, I think, because there's some definite fan favorites there. And um, we'll get into that later. There's some other I mean, questions. We have more of them here. on the field at a time. So there is more to go yeah. through, I think, yep. there. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, and so. Just to kind of a little foreshadowing, so for the, the Bills all-time voted by the fans polls, I initially was going to just take the top two wide receivers, as most of these positions I'm adding the top two, right, except for the fullback and tight end. But I had a lot of people kind of like there's a lot of receivers, you know, and especially in today's game where you usually have three receivers in the field in a lot of cases. Like, All right, so we'll go three. So the, the roster will be three deep at the wide receiver, but there's a lot of really good receivers in Bills history and a lot of – big time fan favorites. There's going to be some guys that I think some people will think they should be in the list, but yeah, we'll get into that. I'm excited to have that conversation. We'll talk about that next week, which would be great because that's the last show before the kickoff to the draft. So up. yeah, we might have some draft talk next week just because it, it will be a week away. And especially if there's some news between now and then, but I do want to get into the tight ends and wide receivers next week. Um, GP here wants to know knee-jerk reaction to the new stadium renderings. You guys have seen those, I assume, right? Yeah. I doubt what, all what those tents are going to be right there. <laughs> I, I mean, I don't I know. Don't know what, what those what you... neon decorations and signs are going to be quite like that. But, man, the stadium as itself, pretty freaking sweet. I mean, what yeah, was sure. everybody's reaction when SoFi opened up? We were all like, oh, my. Like, it was like just the glass and the architecture, that whole building – even well, though gotta, it's like an open aired closed building, so I'm, I'm, some way. I'm team no roof. Let's put it that way. <laughs> Me, I am as well. I've always been team no dome, and they're like, if you're gonna play, I understand we have a passing team now, but if you're, that's why we drafted Josh Allen in order to play in those conditions. We played in 60 mile an hour gusting winds against the Patriots, and we still threw it 30 times. The other team passed here too. Like, exactly, and. Una, like they're not, not we're not always going to play teams that are going that are going to run it 45 50 times that that game like we did against the Patriots. That's just that's where we, Bill Belichick being the goat is, came in hand. Okay. And our run defense was garbage that No. Night. No, no, no. There was like <laughs> two run plays on that whole game that gave them all that yardage. Like half of their yards in that game came on two runs, I believe. Yeah. One of them was like a 70-yard run. Yeah, yep. you take By those two now, out. We'll held into under four yards a carry. But we now, now have the running it. back that did those, so yeah, I'm fine. This with is them. true. <laughs> this I, is true. We, Damian Harris is on our side now. Let's see him do it to the Patriots. Oh, I can't wait for that. That, that here we be go. Fun. Being hopeful again. That would no, be fun. <laughs> I'm predicting the future. <laughs> no, All right, so over under. As, on, well, I was gonna uh, say as far as the the stadium, really quick. I do love the pictures and. The standing buffaloes out front. I do hope that's a thing because yes. that is so yes. cool. That is super cool. That is yeah. legit. Um, I we just got to get people not to climb them. <laughs> to do that and like jump through a table. That could be yeah. an issue. Yeah, so yeah, if we could like, oh, you know, that's going to happen. That, we can, Somebody's going to get drunk. Nice thing. They're going to go out there with the step ladder. They're going to get up there on top and they're going to jump down. It's going to go viral. <laughs> Yeah, we Sam. we tailgated with one of the guys that would do something like that. He actually <laughs> did something like that and jumped out of a tree. Oh, yeah. So, yeah. oh my goodness. Um, I, as far as the dome, I'm I guess old school. The game should be played outdoors. That's just how I feel. I get a lot. I get it for the fans. Maybe it kind of sucks a little bit being out in that weather and stuff. But nah, I've only nah. been to one Bills game. And it, it was suck cold as heck. It was like 20-something degrees, maybe teens. I don't remember. The wind was blowing. I couldn't have been happier. Like I was like, bring it on. Give me Hell more. Yeah. That's what but I'm again, saying. that was my first and only experience. Maybe if I had season tickets and I had to go through that every single year, eight times a season, maybe I, I'd feel different. But I've been to games here, uh, the Boise State Broncos football games, where the weather is nasty. I mean, we get cold here in Idaho. We get snow and all that, too. Not quite to the extent, obviously, as Buffalo. But – I love it. It's just for me, it fires me up. Like, give me as much as you can bring to me, Mother Nature. I can take it. Let's do this. But I know, Absolutely. you know, there's there's a lot of people out there that don't want to sit out there in that weather, and they want to sit in the nice, cozy, seventy degree climate control. Like, I get it. You can say it, Papa Ron. My generation's soft. I get it. 
I don't know if it's your generation as it is maybe, I don't know. I'm not going to alienate any generation. So I, it's probably a, a mix of people, I'm sure. All right, we are just under an hour, so we're going to go ahead and get out of here. Don't forget, next week we're going to continue our talk about some of the Bills' all-time greats. Maybe we'll get into some of the defensive players as well and the offensive line. we got to do that, and like I said, there will probably be some draft talk if we have any breaking news between now and then. But till next week, Bills Mafia, we are the Mafia cast, and we are out. Go Bills. Go Bills. Bills.